This is Albano here at the Ink and Paint Shop at Art of Motivation Resort at Disney. And you are listening to Mascapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Be our guest. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem-free philosophy. We hope you had a magical weekend. Maybe you were lucky enough to even to get to go to Disney. You know, our friend Jim, he lives in Florida. It's possible that he went to Disney. I don't even know. But this is Vicky, and I'm here with Kaylee, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. This is episode 361. Today, we are going to be talking about something that I wanted to talk about, and that is how Disney Channel shows have changed over the years. But before we get to it, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at waltexpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney. Also, I wanted to mention, this is Kaylee, my daughter, that is three hours away from us. So we are recording with a little bit different devices today. So we wanted you to know that. So if the sounding sounds a little bit different, that's just why Brad's doing everything in his power to make it sound as much normal as it can. So we're going to start off by telling you that the Disney Channel launched nationally as a premium channel in um, April of 1983. Actually, it was April 18th, 1983. They came on the air at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Excuse me. Eastern Time. The first program ever aired on the channel was an original series called Good Morning Mickey, which presented Disney animated shorts. When they launched, the Disney Channel's program aired for about 16 hours each day from about 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And it stayed a premium cable channel until September of 1990. The Disney Channel did even win an Emmy during that time. They won the Emmy in January of 1990. Then 
in September of 1990, Montgomery, Alabama was the first to have the Disney Channel in their basic cable service, and then eventually other cable providers began to make Disney a part of their packages and tiers. So in April of 1997, a month before my daughter Kaylee was born, the Disney Channel saw rebranding being called just the Disney or just Disney Channel. From 1997 to the early 2000s, it was really more for younger children, I would say not necessarily tweens even. It aired shows like Playhouse Disney, Bear in the Big Blue House, Roly Poly Oli, and Out of the Box. And those are three shows that I remember that Kaylee really, really liked. Kaylee, do you remember those specifically? Or I just wonder, because sometimes you tell me, oh, I don't remember that. Or I vaguely remember yeah, that. I remember all three of those specifically. Out of the Box was one of those ones I had convinced myself that I made it up until I found it again on the internet. And I was like, oh, I didn't make it up. You sang the song out of the time. Out of I Box. I know. Out of I the don't. Box. That's why when I found it, I was like, oh, good. I didn't just like make this up and I'm not insane. And do you remember the Big Blue House? Bear in the Big yes. Blue House? Well, because you, I don't know if you remember this, but I think it's your three-year-old picture that has Bear in the Big Blue House in the background. We had your pictures at uh, Sears, I believe. Yes, I do remember that. Okay. I look at that picture. Yeah, I looked at that picture a lot. And Roly Poly Oli reminds me of a movie that I thought was Disney, but it's not, and that's Robots. Uh, robots. Yeah, a little bit. I never really understood because it said they were supposed to be like roly poly, but they looked like robots. It was really confusing. The Disney Channel also had shows like Mickey Mouse Club, Flash Forward, The Famous Jet Jackson, Lizzie McGuire, So Weird, and even Stevens. And I'm sure, Kaylee, that you remember especially Lizzie McGuire because I remember you watching that show. And that was kind of early on before you became a teenager, but I think you like aspired to be Lizzie McGuire. That's how yes, I felt. That was the show I probably remember the most. I do remember even Stevens, but I don't think I liked it as much as Lizzie McGuire. I just thought the main character was annoying, but I did watch it still. Well, I think it's interesting because I watched the Mickey Mouse Club when it was in well, the late 90s, early 2000s, because I loved the original one that my parents watched in black and white. We used to watch it when we got home from school. It would be on some channel. I want to say KPLR 11 here in St. Louis, but I'm not positive on that. But I also liked the all new Mickey Mouse Club, which brought us people like Lisa Welchel uh, from Facts of Life. She was from St. Louis, actually. And and um, there was another girl, I can't think of her name right now, but I wanted to watch it to see if I liked it as well as I liked the two other Mickey Mouse Clubs. But I got to say, I wasn't that impressed. But then moving on to the early to mid 2000s, Disney Channel gave us shows like Boy Meets World, Sister, Sister, The Proud Family, and Kim Possible. And most of these shows were part of the big chunk of my childhood in elementary school. From 2002 to 2007, Disney started showing some of my most favorites, like the Cheetah Girls movies came out, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Hannah Montana. Everybody, get ready to dance! Who would have thought that a girl like me would die? 
We now return to your regular programming. That's a Raven and then the original High School Musical that, like, shot Zac Efron to the top of every girl's crush list. Celebrity crush list. That's right. That's your dream, your dream guy. I get. I mean, he's a little old. Like, if you think about how old he is, like, it's a little old for, like, somebody my age. But when you were that age, yes. So do you remember? No, I mean, even now. But anyway, what do I remember? Do you remember where you first watched High School Musical? Branson. You did, yeah. We were actually in Branson for spring break, and it was kind of rainy that time, which tends to happen when you have spring break, which is kind of stinky. And your brother was struggling with his asthma there for whatever reason, I guess the pollen. And so I remember that we were in the room that night that it came on, and you were so excited. And uh, then I remember it was... Everything high school musical. You want a high school backpack, posters, clothes. I don't know what all. It was kind of crazy, but it put Disney back on the uh, mark as far as original movies. Not that they didn't have anything good before then, but I just think that High School Musical really opened a door for them. They had good stuff before that, like the Xenon movies are good and they had like the classics like Smart House and The Luck of the Irish and all this stuff that was on the break of from 1999 to like 2000. They were really trying to make the shows stand out because of the new century. But I feel like this was the first one that really stuck out as we were already like well into the 2000s. But yeah, all those shows were like my favorite ones that I watched all the time. Sweet Lives and Cody, Hannah Montana, That's a Raven. I just liked all of them a lot. Everybody, get ready to dance! We now return to your regular programming. And Joey was still relatively young at this point, so he was still watching some of the shows that you had watched on Disney, uh, like Bear in the Big Blue House, and he was even watching videotapes of stuff that you had watched. There we go. We're dating you a little bit because VHS tapes are really not a thing anymore. But I know his favorite show probably of those was The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And I enjoyed watching Hannah Montana with you. I, I loved the pureness of it, which is interesting considering how Hannah Montana is now. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But I definitely think he probably liked The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody just because the main characters were boys. I feel that that was really smart for Disney to do that because obviously they had shows previously. Like, even Stevens had Shia LaBeouf as the main character, who was, like, also a troublemaker like Zack and Cody were in the show. But I feel like it was smart of them to keep a show where there were boys that were main characters because it kept the boy demographic because if that hadn't existed, we would have been left with the chief 
Girls, Hannah Montana, and That's a Raven, which there were boys in those shows, but they were not the center of attention. And I feel like it was just smart for them to have that. And it would have changed things a lot if they hadn't had The Sweet Life. Absolutely. I would totally agree. So then moving on between 2007 to 2010, that was about my middle school year. Disney was focusing on big ratings and some more original series. The shows Disney played were Phineas and Ferb, Wizards of Waverly Place, High School Musical 2, Camp Rock, and Camp Rock 2. Those three were huge original movies that came out in a very short span of time. Everybody, get ready to dance! Well, you know, everything's gonna be a breeze. At the end, we'll no doubt justify the means. You can fix any problem with the slightest of ease. Yes, please. We might find out it'll go to your head when you write a report on a book you never read. We now return to your regular programming. And then they had other movies, including The Princess Protection Program and 16 Wishes. And then other shows included Ant Farm, Jesse, Austin and Allie, and Good Luck Charlie. So they had a lot just in this small time frame. They came out with a lot at once. I don't know how much of those you remember, Mom, but... Well, I remember, I remember Phineas and Ferb because out. you guys, Joey and you, would sing that song incessantly. At some point, I, I think I thought you were doing it just to drive me crazy. And as much as we love music, that song drove me crazy. And I don't know why. But I do know that you really liked Wizards of Waverly Place. And it was a cute show. I really liked that show. I don't know. Do you feel like that was one of your favorites in your childhood? I felt that way as your parent. I thought it was one of your favorites, Wizards of Waverly Place. Yes. I kind of consider that show in the same category with Hannah Montana and Not So Raven. Even though it came out later, I still kind of group it with those. Uh, Phineas and Ferb was kind of a newer show along with Ant Farm, Jesse, Austin and Allie, Good Luck Charlie. Those were all kind of after my time. I have watched all of Austin and Allie. Actually, I watched it in college because I thought it was cute and I was going to watch it anyway. But all the other ones I just kind of saw because either I was with younger kids that were watching it or I just happened to see it on TV. I don't know, but they weren't things I was seeking out to watch, but Wizards of Waverly Place was definitely a show that I watched all the time. And I remember specific episodes, plot, all that kind of stuff, but like I can't really tell you that about Jesse and Austin and Allie and Ant Farm really at all. Well, and I also remember when Camp Rock came out, it came out right after you came home from camp one year. Actually, I think it was before you started middle school. And that's yes, I think it was. I think you're right. And uh, as as I know, middle school was not thrilling for you. You did not like it. And some of those girls that are in that movie are so rude to each other that uh, that made me kind of worry about you in middle school and what it was going to be like. And 
then you didn't have a good start to middle school. So I didn't know if that movie, you know, so many kids had watched that movie that they thought, oh, this is how I can treat people or what. But that's when I noticed I the know. big change in behavior at school. That's true. I mean, I don't really know what happened. I remember watching that show and it could have been just I have always been more mature for my age. I just remember watching and thinking like those girls were literal idiots. I don't understand your attitude. Like, why are you like this? And I literally, even at 11 years old, I was thinking they're only like upside is they're pretty. I was like, their attitudes suck. They're not nice. And they probably don't get good grades. So I was like, what are they, what are they doing? They need to get it together. But like, I think that was the point. But looking at it now, it's kind of cringy, gross. But I mean, I still kind of felt that way in middle school about it. I've always been like that. And I kind of noticed actually the same in Wizards of Waverly Place. Obviously, the mean girls were not as intense in that show. But that was the first show I noticed the main character, Alex, was pretty snotty and kind of got away with it a lot in terms of like back talking and being disrespectful to adults. I kind of thought it was weird how Disney let a lot of it slide. I mean, obviously all the antics that her character got into, she was always like reprimanded for them towards the end of the episode or she always got caught. That kind of thing happened, but she would get away with the attitude things that she would go through to make her like schemes work. I just always thought it was interesting. So in 2012, Disney brought us shows like Gravity Falls and Little Einsteins and a new show, show called Wander Over Yonder. I don't even know what Wander Over Yonder is, Kaylee. I was going to ask you if you did. I saw that show it, and I'm, I don't remember it. It's familiar. Okay. That's it. It's familiar, but I mean, I couldn't tell you the plot or what any of the characters are named or anything like that. So the Gravity Falls, definitely I know because Joey even now will watch Gravity Falls if he sees it on Disney XD. A Little Einstein is, Einstein's is definitely something that I remember you watching and you guys watched it with your quad cut. My brother has quads for the listeners who don't know that. Quadruplets, yes, we're, we know. That's a lot of kids. They loved watching Little Einsteins, and that was one show that Kaylee and Joey enjoyed, too. And I think it's funny because that song is making a comeback. Did you know that song was making a comeback? Yeah, it, it got a remix in recent years. And so I think younger kids really just relate to that. I don't know why, but just because it's got a huge beat behind it and the bass drops, all of a sudden it's really something that appeals to kids. I don't know what it is, but they just seem to really like it. So. I think it's really funny because apparently the kids like sing it on the bus. And one of the kids yesterday morning came in and he said, they were singing this really annoying song on the bus. And I said, what were they singing? He said, Little Einstein's. I don't even know what that is. And I was like, well, it's okay. Don't you like music? Not on the bus. It was just funny. And um, I thought it was hilarious because it went perfect timing with the show that we were doing that he, that happened to happen. Happened to happen at school at the same time. And I don't know. That kid's pretty funny anyway, but it was just humorous to listen to. So in 2013, we were brought Live and Maddie and the Teen Beach movie, which I know the Teen Beach movie, especially for the elementary world, I don't know so much about middle school, was huge because I remember the kids are like, the Teen Beach movie, the Teen Beach movie. So at that time, Disney was now receiving the highest ratings over Nickelodeon for the first time in 17 
15 years. Yes, actually my roommate Natalie and I were talking about this. It kind of makes sense because people who grew up more in the 90s really seemed to like the cartoons that were played on Nickelodeon. The Hey Arnold stuff, Cat Dog, even SpongeBob in the 90s. That was all super big and Disney didn't really have a medium that was equal to Nickelodeon at that time. And then during my childhood, the big chunk, I guess you could say during the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, the Wizards of Waverly Place, Hannah Montana, all of that, we thought about it. And on Nickelodeon, that was when they had Zoe 101, Drake and Josh, iCarly. They had good shows on both mediums and we watched all of them because they were both really good channels. But then now in 2013, when Disney was receiving higher ratings, I've noticed that the Nickelodeon shows have really like declined in their quality slash just the storylines are kind of weird now. And so I think it makes sense that Disney has higher ratings now. We just thought about that. And I mean, it's kind of funny because you can track the shift between when Nickelodeon was super popular and then they were kind of even with Disney for a while. And now Disney has taken the top spot. Of course. Moving on to 2014, Disney brought us two more new shows, I Didn't Do It and Girl Meets World. Now, Girl Meets World was a spinoff of Boy Meets World years later, and it was about Cory and Topanga's daughter kind of being the main character like Cory was in the original. And we were pumped for this show to come out because we liked Boy Meets World, and it was one of those shows that was sad. It was just sad when it ended because it was so relatable, and it was a family show. So when they brought it back, I was pumped. Everybody! return to your regular programming. Yeah, we, I was really happy because it was a wholesome show that we could watch together as a family. I'm not sure that Joey loved it as much as we did, but even though he may have not liked it as much as we did, he still sat in here and watched it and talked about it with us. And it was very sad. So sad that I thought that another network would definitely pick that show up. I still thought Netflix or somebody would say, hey, we're going to take this show on because it was a huge hit. And I know it was, even though it wasn't exactly what Disney wanted at that time, I should say. I just think yeah, that it had... Was- big talk about it getting picked up by other sources or just different mediums and everything. And Netflix was the biggest talk. Everybody really thought it was going to happen and then it didn't end up going through. And I think that Riley was a good role model. And we can't always say that about shows on TV today, but I think she was a good role model because she even tried to get her best friend to do the right things. And even when she wanted to be the bad girl, she always came around to being the good girl. So I yeah, very I, sad that she was It's cheesy, but I mean, kids need to see that over the other stuff. At least while they're young. 
In 2015, Disney released Bad Hair Day, Teen Beach 2, Descendants, and Invisible Sister. This was after the time that I was watching Disney avidly. I was That was the year I graduated. I went to college. Disney still existed to me, obviously, but the shows and the channel really were not in my regular list of watching anymore. However, these shows were good uh, for Disney. They came out big on top with all four of these, Descendants being the biggest one. And I think it was definitely the equivalent of High School Musical. So from 2000 to 2010, High School Musical was the Disney movie like that came out on the channel. It was the original movie series that came out. I mean, it did compete with the Cheetah Girls, but it still tops the Cheetah Girls. At least in my mind, that's kind of how I always saw it. But Descendants has now become the 2010 to 2020 show is what I see it as because kids really appeal to it. it. It's got the musical aspect still. It just doesn't have musical in the title, but they're singing and dancing all the time. Huge numbers. The difference is High School Musical was more Broadway-esque music, very cheesy kind of different parts you could sing. But Descendants is very electronic. The bass drops in every song, lots of auto-tuned things. And I even think I don't like all of the music. I think most of it is very good. Even listening to it with students at school over the summer at work, I think it's good music. It's just different than what I'm used to. And most of the kids say, well, Descendants is so much better than High School Musical. And and then I'm over here thinking, no, you are very wrong. But I think it's just the era that we grow up in. Well, Descendants, I remember you coming home from the first summer that you were working at Vacation Station, which for listeners, that's like our summer program at school and them wanting you to play Descendants music, Descendants music over and over and over. So I definitely would say that it reached the elementary kids into middle school. I don't know if the high school kids liked it as much. And I do know that I think that's interesting because Descendants is the villain's kid. And typically kids didn't used to relate to the villains. They wanted to be the princesses. And so I think that's just a switch on things. And I know that's kind of what Disney's going for. Yes, they're definitely working a new angle. And I actually think that was smart on their part because I had fifth grade boys. So when I worked that first summer at Vacation Station, my area was recreation. So it was pretty much like PE. And I had fifth grade boys who would play, we can't play dodgeball anymore, but they would play a game called Toga, which is kind of like individual dodgeball, but they would be playing and I would have music going from the Descendants movies and they would be singing it at each other like they were having a dance off or something. And I'm thinking these are 11 year old boys that no are kidding. singing at each other. And I just think that wouldn't have happened with a lot of other shows. I think they had to do something different and using villains kids, I think was the thing that made it different enough that they liked it. In 2017, January actually, Disney aired the last episode of Girl Meets World and in July of 2017 Disney brought us Descendants 2 and a spinoff of That So Raven called Raven's Home and I know we've already talked about how sad we were that Girl Meets World was cancelled but I was happy for you, Kaylee, because I know that you were thrilled when they brought Ravens home there because they had taken away Girl Meets World, which is kind of a connection that you had with Boy Meets World. And so you had me recording those so that you could watch it. And how funny that is that it's almost like time did not stop. Those characters were able to just go back into themselves, Raven and her best friend and the craziness and the crazy things that they did on the original show. Yeah, I I just think it's super funny because watching it, I understand that the kids, Raven, 
Raven and Chelsea have on Raven's home are middle school age. So me being in college, I was thinking, well, I'm probably not going to relate to them. But I also didn't really think I would relate to Chelsea and Raven's characters as much as I do because I was thinking, oh, they're going to be moms. They're living together in New York. They're just trying to make ends meet kind of thing. But I still relate to those characters way more than the younger kids because they just talk about how busy they are all the time. If they get one night to go out together, they don't know how to react because they're just thinking, well, all we all we do is with, we're with our kids all the time. Like, what am I supposed to do to have fun and that kind of stuff? And I didn't think I would relate to that in college, but I definitely do because finding time to do things other than what's in a schedule is very difficult. And so it was just fun for me to watch. I don't keep up with it as much as I did right when it first came out, but I still think it's hilarious because I just think Raven Simone is a hilarious person. Yeah, who knew when she was on the Cosby show all those years ago when I used to watch that. that I mean, she was a cute little girl on the show, but she really came in her own when they gave her her own show as Raven. And uh, Oh yeah, definitely. So if you're not watching the shows, it's safe for me to delete some of the ones that we have saved so we can open up some space on our DVR. Oh yes, definitely. We were saving them for when you came home for fall break. Well, rumor has it that Disney only likes to keep a show for three years and then they end it before the ratings start to fall and they like to leave on a high, which makes sense because they would rather have people really sad because they have to part with their favorite characters than people thanking the Lord that the show is finally over (laughs) because they beat it into the ground. This is Um, true. They cut it at three years, but some shows like Best Friends Whenever, which is a newer Disney show, it didn't last three years. It only lasted two because the ratings weren't high enough for them to continue it. But I have noticed how certain shows will get a fourth season if they're good enough. But I don't think that has happened in a really long time because I don't think they do it anymore. Probably probably in my opinion because the shows aren't as quality as they used to be. I know Hannah Montana got a fourth season. That's a Raven got a fourth season. But The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody did not. I think because there was kind of a loophole where it ended but they got a spinoff show so they actually existed. Those characters of Zack and Cody existed for longer than four years but because or four seasons, I mean, because of the fact that they got a spinoff show and it was kind of different. But it's they don't really renew shows for a fourth season anymore just because the kids, the actors who play the kids start to look too old and they can't r- relate to the target audience anymore. Plans fall through, the show's ratings go down. Just a lot of factors and they figure they can control it better if, it, if they can set it at three years and be like, this is the show's beginning and this is how we're going to end it and that's it. And so I can see why Disney would like to do that. It's just really strange that they, especially if a show is so loved, that they won't extend it. I definitely think that shows are different now than they were then because I know you guys obviously probably don't sit at home and just watch Disney Channel all the time. Maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah, we do every night, right Brad? (laughs) He didn't say anything. So Kaylee, this was fun and I know you've been wanting to do this show for a while now because um, you just talked about the differences between the show and it is Disney. Uh, We like to bring different aspects of Disney because because this is a show about Disney and all sorts of things. But it was definitely interesting for me when I was researching some of the stuff. I didn't realize what parts of your life. And once I looked at the years and how they aligned, it made a lot of sense as to what different things you were going through in your life and what was important to you and what wasn't. Just kind of crazy. It was fun for me. It was like walking through your life again. 
We hope you enjoyed this show today. It was a lot of fun listening to all the changes from the Disney Channel start till now. And I know it was something that you had wanted to do for a while. It does relate to Disney and we like to do fun things that are different, but still involve Disney. And for me, it was a lot of fun, Kaylee, because it kind of laid out your life and I could see the different parts of your life and how it changed through the Disney Channel, which is kind of crazy. Be sure to listen to our show on Monday. Nick is going to do a Haunted Mansion history show. I don't even know what he's going to do. I just know ooh, ooh, ah, 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 ah. he loves Halloween. So expect the crazy and unbelievable from him or the scary, whatever you want to think. You just never know with Nick. You got to love him. If you want to be a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, simply text us at 407-674-0414 or you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or if you would like to book a trip or you just want a free quote from us, text us at 407-674-0414 or contact us at travel at mousecapades.net. You can check us out on our social media accounts. Nick is the one that has the Instagram account and it is mousecapades underscore Nick. Our Facebook page is The Mousecapades Podcast and our Twitter account at Mousecapades Pod. Remember to check out our friends at waltexpress.com for all things Disney. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, Kaylee, I've had a great time with you. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. But I think it's about that time. Disney love. And Nick did not have Have a a magical magical day, day, my friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.